Hello and welcome back to Artistic State of Mind, Season 4, Episode 12 for your ears. I am Chama K. Um, temporarily, hopefully very temporarily, running solo today because our girl Juice is running late. The, the Central Line seems to have done her up, so hopefully she joins later during this episode. But for now, you're just going to get the dulcet tones of moi for your ears, but still, we're going to be bringing you the latest in the world of theatre, music, television, and the big screen. Um, I guess this is the time when I tell you how we, I have been the last two weeks. It's the last episode. Um, but I might save that for when Jules comes in, because I should tell you, it, I think that will flow a lot better. Um, but yeah, just going to jump into it. Um, What's the downbeat? This is a part of the show where we talk about the latest news from the last week or the last two weeks um, in the entertainment world. And uh, so those of you that listened to our last episode two weeks ago, we know that I've been a bit slacking. I've been um, letting my guard down when it comes to listening to the musics because that's supposed to be my, you know, my little section, my little niche uh, in this duo of ours. Um, so I have actually finally listened to two of the three albums I wanted to check out probably. That being Little Sims Grey Area and Solange's Wait Till I Get Home. And I can say that I genuinely love both of them. I feel like um, the best compliment I can, I can pay to both of these albums actually is to say that it really, much, really feels like two women who went in to create a piece of work with total confidence in themselves they knew what it is they wanted to do they had a vision of what it is they wanted to achieve and were not in any way influenced by what is currently mainstream what's currently popular what's currently um pushing well in the charts or in the streams or etc etc they both very much sound like themselves um which was really refreshing for me uh, and another thing I can say, again, uh, uh, this is something shared by both albums, is uh, regular listeners know that when it comes to albums, I have one really, 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 two, actually, two big pet peeves. One is unnecessary skits, especially when people put, like, their mum in skits and stuff. I absolutely hate that. These albums didn't have any of that. And two, um, filler. Tracks that are just there to fill out, to bolster the album, to make uh, what should be like a 10-track album, a 15-track album, or 50-track album, an 18-track album, to push it over like an hour or something. I hate all of that. And these albums didn't have any, any of that. No filler or killer, which is fully what I'm about. The music, uh, was it good? Yes, for me. Excellent. Little Sims first, start with Grey Area. Uh, like I said, totally trying to sound like herself not jumping on any current trends like your um what's it called now afro swing or any of that or she's not trying to jump on other trends from say across the atlantic which some of my favorite uk artists have done particularly uk rappers have done jumping on american trends or the afro um afro swing wave when it doesn't really suit them at all Lil Sims had stuck to herself, stuck to her very instrumental-driven uh, tracks. When I say instrumental, I mean like played instruments, a lot of guitars in there, a lot of um, str- 
strings in there as well, which is actually a bit of a trademark of her sound. If you listen to her past albums before and her lyricism, that is the main thing that stands out in this album for me. Her songwriting ability and her lyricism is just as sharp and just as on point as ever before. There are times when I'm listening to certain tracks and I'm hearing the bar drop, like I'm, 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 Two bars ahead And I'm just clocking What she said Two bars ago If that makes any sense She is Literally One of the most And I guess It's said every time uh, People talk about Lil Sims That one of the most Underrated uh, Lyricists And musical talents That's coming out Of the UK That has come out Of the UK But it says Because it's true So I'm gonna give her Her props um, I don't Usually like giving Star ratings Even though Jules Kind of makes me But for me uh, great area, little sims, easy five stars, like easy five stars. Only about ten tracks, I think, on it, but you don't even feel it. You don't feel short change. You don't feel like you listen to a short album, and it's all fire from the jump to the get go. Uh, the emotional journey you go through, so cathartic, brilliant. Um, when I get home, Solange. So I've this is one of the albums I've heard opinions of. I've, I've heard opinions about it before I actually listened to it myself, which is always kind of a mistake because it can very easily cloud your opinion. Um, and one of the things I heard is it's, well, I guess Jules said this in the last episode, that it almost comes off as like background music. Now, I didn't find that at all, actually, when I listened to it. Um, it is very much a song cycle. So each track kind of bleeds or me- merges into every other track anyway which for me isn't too much of a problem because on my spotify settings i've got the fader setting in there i put it on there for a party um so that tracks just flowing never took it off so i've been for the last month at least um been listening to music just fade in and out seamlessly so for me the the fact that there doesn't seem to be any breaks in the tracks didn't bother me but what i wanted to test out was so I like the music. I have always liked Solange, actually. What I wanted to see is, will I be able to listen to any of the tracks on their own? Could I go and just jump into a track and just listen to it? And would it sound like it made any kind of sense without hearing it in the context of the album? But for me, I actually did. It actually worked. I think, for me anyway, too much has been put on the fact that it is a bit a little bit avant-garde a little bit experimental I actually don't think it's as avant-garde or as experimental as out there as some people make it out I think it's a solid piece of soulful R&B a little I mean like for me a hint of psychedelia in there but just a hint Uh, so overall uh, another will I give it five stars I feel like I would, you know. I feel like I liked it that much. I can still see why it's divisive, but for me, if you haven't heard it, haven't heard it yet, then it's something that your opinion can easily be clouded on because of other people's opinion. But in my opinion, yeah, easily a five-star album. Not comparable with a seat at the table. I think they exist in very, very, very different spaces. This one, Solange was clearly trying to be much more artistic and... Um, not really going too much in the political at all. I couldn't find anything political in this in this uh, album. 
purely the artistic and I think she knocks it out of the park personally. Uh, so <laughs> there is a lovely piece here that we're going to touch on on film and TV and I'm honestly just waiting for when Jules to get here. Jules gets here because I know she's going to have real strong views on this. Um, I'm going to touch on it a little bit and then wait for Jules to come and hit you lot with a fire because I know that she's got strong views on this. Um, but some of you would have seen um, in the world of TV that Stormzy has been cast in BBC One's screen adaption of Noughts and Crosses. Um, so it is a six-part um, series, I believe. Uh, and the guy BBC described it as a dream cup true, uh, saying that he's been a fan of uh, Barry Blackbird and the series of novels for a long time since his childhood. I think a lot of uh, young Brits, particularly young black Brits, grew up reading her books. At the very least, I've read Daughter Crosses if they haven't read the whole, I don't know if it's a trilogy or at least there's four of them or whatever. Um, so yeah, definitely is a lot of people kind of our age bracket, millennials, I guess, black millennials in Britain can feel Stobzy's, um excitement in getting, getting a role like this. I can understand that this is uh, a dream pub true. Uh, I think one thing that's important to know is it is a bit part role. Uh, I think he's only in for one episode. Um, so he's not going to be part of the whole uh, the whole series. He's not playing a pivotal role in it. And I think that's important to put into context because I've already seen on social media uh, some people upset, some people, um, yeah, upset at Stormzy getting such a role or any role really in this because quite frankly, he's not an actor. Oh, we've got somebody who's just walked into the studio. Who could this be? Who could it be? Hi guys, sorry I'm really late. Jules, guess guess what I'm talking about right now. What are you talking about? Guess, guess, guess. Um, I don't know. Is it music related? It's not. It's not music related. No, it's Stormzy. And Fanta- perfect timing, right? Perfect timing. Perfect timing. I just told the people there that I was a bit hesitant to jump into it because I know you've got some big news. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm filling Jules in, listeners. Okay. Uh, on what I have said. Okay. So basically, I'm I'm saying I get his excitement because you know us. Black British millennials did really grow up on the Mallory Blackman books. I'd have definitely read, if not all of them, at least mm-hmm. Dawson Crosses. I think I read two. The one after Dawson Crosses. And mm-hmm. then, I, then I was just like, yeah. Yeah, come on, dad. Um, and he's, he is a guest in a one episode out of six. So yeah. it is technically a bit part role. But the flip side of that is, it's still a role in what is a big television production mm-hmm. for, as a black actor, mm-hmm. being involved in that, mm-hmm. that's, 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 that's a strong look, you know? Mm. You know, when you're reading act, actors' credits and it says uh, what they've been in. Yeah. If I'm a black actor, Nelson Crosses, BBC One, mm. mm, yeah. that'll look delish. Mm. Delish upon the, upon the credits there. So, yeah, Jules, Juliana. I'm here. Sorry, guys. I'm super late. What, what uh, are your thoughts? It's okay. Um, my thoughts exactly is that I'm not impressed. God, why? Because, okay, 
Props to Stormzy getting an acting role. Props to Stormzy's agents, boy. Oh, yeah, for whatever they did. But I was a bit unsure when I saw the um, announcement. I was like, okay, first things first, why are we announcing that Stormzy is going to be in Noughts and Crosses? Okay, cool. And I don't want to sound like a hater. I'm more or less coming from the view of somebody who is an actor Mm-hmm. Who has probably got training Who has been trying to get into You know something like Noughts and Crosses Because again it's like a big production Where we're going to see a lot of You know black actors and actresses mm-hmm. in And I'm guessing that a lot of Kind of the cast are maybe I think newcomers mm. If that makes sense um, So I was a little bit kind of like Okay Now we've seen Oh I sound crispier. Um, now we've seen um, Stormzy's acting credit. Have we? Where have we seen his acting credit? I have feel we like seen, have we seen him acting? Before? I feel like he. I feel like he's been like himself in something. Yeah. Oh yes. Um. Uh, chewing gum. He was himself. Oh, he was in. You know, I didn't yeah, even. I remember he was in chewing gum as himself. Yeah. Um. Now, I, I don't, he could be an, a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just speaking from somebody is like, I wish they would give something like that. I don't know why you're trying. Is it something that you're trying to have a big name in something like that that you want to bring an audience in? I think. Everybody knows Noughts and Crosses And everybody's yeah, pretty much excited to, to see Noughts and Crosses It's a big name in and of itself Exactly it's a big So if you're trying to bring a big name into it Who happens to be a black artist mm-hmm. Who happens to be from the UK Then I don't think it, I don't necessarily think it's necessary It's not necessary um, But at the same time Kudos to him But I'm I, I, I hate this thing of Oh We're going to get an artist Who might want to be acting who might want to get into acting and this is let's just do this for them and see how they get along i just think that so many people especially how roles are limited for black actors already mm-hmm. i think that that role should have gone to somebody else even though it would it's a guest appearance that could that could have done something for someone's show reel do you get what i'm saying that's exactly, that's exactly do you know what i mean yeah. i just feel like it, if you're just giving him a guest role and it was I, I believe um, it's actually a role that was written in, so oh, it's not an, a, a, an original. Okay. It's not an original role as part of the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, more or less, I'm, I wasn't a fan of it when it was announced. I was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, really? You could have given that to anyone else." Could have, yeah. And um, that's that's the issue I have. I just think that with the the industry that we're in and w- what we're trying to do in regards to getting more black actors on screen, especially up and coming. If we're trying to bring something like that into the scene, it would have been so much better to get up and coming actors into that rather than just somebody who's an artist and who might want to give um, acting acting a chance. Mm-hmm. Just like, I just want to be an actor today. And, and that's do we know how that it he, feels. That's exactly yeah. how it feels, to and, be honest. And do we know whether he can act? Did he audition? Did, did someone just... And which... I, I don't know if he would have auditioned because most of the times it's just like someone might have said, Oh, I've got this really great role. I think you might you might be great in it. Mm. Have a read of it. Let me know what you think. And da, 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 da. Yeah, no, not a fan. He could knock it out of the park. Obviously, True. we haven't seen it. Uh we don't know his acting credentials at all. Um, so boy, it is one where I think with the current state of uh, black actors struggling to get roles on on TV, particularly prominent roles or roles in prominent mm. productions. It yes. is. It does feel like like you, I guess, 
being in and around this industry, uh-huh. it just feels like it kind of sucks for a black actor to see an opportunity being lost to somebody who's who already is, famous and successful. Who is an artist. Yeah. Exactly. Who is an artist. And not to say that you, people can't try and, it's, and not to say that people can't transcend to different kind of like, you know, um, skills and talent. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. That is possible. But I just feel like for this moment in time, and those people were like, but bruh, are you meant to be doing like Glastonbury this year? You're meant to be doing another festival this year. Where's the new album? But we're here announcing that you're going to be on, um, North on Crosses. North on Crosses. Be on, be, be on BBC TV. In it? <sighs> it's, yeah, I guess for me, the proof is going to be in the pudding. Mm-hmm. And even if it's a small role, he does have to really pull out the bag for me. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he does that. I doubt it. Boy, I, I'm not I saying I sound nothing. like a hater, but... I'm, I'm not saying nothing. Like, I didn't see the episode of of, of Chewing Gum that it was in. Playing well, himself. he just played himself, so... Yeah. But some people struggle to even do that. True. Do you know what I mean? But then like, if you've just been told, like, the camera's... Pretend the camera's not there and you're playing yourself, then I'm sure you by all means. And also, it also depends on the chemistry you have with uh, your other cast. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. your other cast members. So who knows? He might be working with some great people and the director as well. True. You know, who knows? It might be perfect chemistry and he might just get it right. But I think more or less for me, I would have just liked to have seen a cast of just people I don't know. And be yeah. like, oh my God, I've watched this and I want to go now and research about who that actor was and what they might potentially be in or whatever, whatever. There's nothing that there's nothing I think better than discovering the show and then discovering new talent. New talent. Oh, yeah. I think it's just so amazing. Yeah. But absolutely. then again. All that said, I remember watching, I, t- I spoke about it on the show, and it's obviously this is across the pond, but the oh, what's it called? Umbrella Academy that had Mary J. Blige in it. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the hell is this? And she was amazing. Mm. I, I, I'm pretty sure she's acted before. Yeah, but she I'm... was in that film by D. 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 Rithers. Uh, it's not, I can't remember what it was. It was quite a sad film. And it was, it was all over, it was all over. All over the festival in 2017. I can't remember what it was called off the top of my head, but that's the first time I came across yeah, well, knowing that she was an actress. I, I, you know, at all. So I saw her name in in the um opening credits. I'm thinking, Hold on, ain't she been Empire as well? In Empire, Empire, Empire. You know, I've, I've never watched Empire. Oh, okay. Yeah, but both yeah, of them, something much. sad and Empire, are things I would expect Mary J. Blige to be because she's probably playing herself. <laughs> a superhero uh, TV show, absolutely not. A yeah. bad guy in the super, uh, literally a bounty hunter in a superhero TV show. Yeah. No, not Mary J. Blige. Uh, no, and. She's one of the best, uh, one of the best actors in it, in a show that all had a lot of good actors. So, you never know how talented these people are. Interesting. Uh, big news in the world of TV, the world of tech, and the world of TV coming yes. together. Yes. Apple have revealed that they are essentially launching. What are we going to call this? Uh, a com- competition to Netflix, a rival um, to Netflix, their own streaming service, basically. Yeah, basically. How do you feel about that? I'm tired. Why are you tired? Because how many, how many, how many guys, how many? They want to collect all our coins. So last week it was Britbox. Yep. Uh, this week, obviously, it's now Apple. Apple. 
I'm surprised Google didn't get involved. You in, probably, in yeah, this. No, well, you never know. Well, they made uh, their own tech announcement and uh, it seems like they've missed the boat to make that kind of announcement. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe before the end of the year, they'll be... Exactly. Uh, in it. For me, it, it's it's not a surprise. Um, and from a business model, from an Apple business model, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, sales for smartphones globally, not just for Apple, um, are slowing down. Basically, the theory is pretty much everybody who wants a smartphone has, has got, got a smart a, a smartphone. And people who obviously the price of iPhones now is going up and up and up. Same with like the premium Samsung models. So who's mm. really out here trying to go and get a phone for like a grand or on a contract for like sixty odd quid for a brand new phone? Yes, yeah, true. For like I'm seeing fifty quid contracts for like five gig of data or something stupid like that. Like, what are you going to do with five gig of data? It's true. Stream I, five song and then you're done. Come it? on. I'm not going to lie. My bill, my phone bill is ridiculous. Well, there but, you go. But I, got my, I can't remember how when I got my phone, but it, yeah, no one wants a new phone because and nowadays it's just like, I just need my phone to do the basic minimum, which all smartphones can do, the, which is... And the, the basic minimum is a lot better than... Than what it was maybe 10 <clears> years ago. Exactly. So... so for Apple, they did the talking tech world as they've had to do something new for a long time. Yeah. And obviously, this is this is the two other things new, but they don't really touch what we do on the show. Mm-hmm. This one really does. They've come with some hard hitting names. Oprah Winfrey's apparently signed up to it. Yeah, she uh, signed like a deal to do like she's going to launch her her book club on there. Um, and she's also got a multi year content partnership. Um, which outlines two documentaries currently in the works, um, Toxic Labour, um, which explores the toll of sexual harassment. And also, like I mentioned, she's relaunching her book club through Apple, her through Apple, through Apple, um, including live streams of conversations with authors. So it looks like she's she's she she's, she's getting, up. She's getting more money. She's, yeah, like she needs more money. In it. Mm-hmm. Um and was I? I heard Zach Schneider. Zach Schneider. Zack Schneider. Is what's he doing? I, I heard that somewhere. It might have been just one of the rumors. You know, rumors yeah. uh, swirl around. But yeah. yeah, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, uh, Jason Moma. Yeah, I think they were just part of kind of like the event. And yeah, 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 yeah. Well, part of the event, of course. Event. But you'd expect them being part of the event would indicate that they're potentially part of the talent that will be um on it might not be but there was also an interesting conversation actually yeah go on um from steven spielberg because oh, yes remember how i think he, a, a couple of weeks ago he had a bit of a rant saying that netflix shouldn't be considered as part of the academy award kind of like you know films shouldn't be entered for academy award categories if they haven't been if they haven't had a cinematic release exactly yeah but my guy is announcing on apple um about potentially was what did he say um he gave a presentation explaining the genesis of his interest in his project the reboot of fantasy horror science fiction um anthropology series amazing stories um so i'm quite interested that potentially he's doing a project like this for a streaming based a streaming service but um so you you have you seen the adverts for that film serenity with matthew mcconaughey yeah. So it's getting a similar. You've probably seen it like on buses and stuff. Okay. Um, it's getting released simultaneously in cinemas and on Sky Cinema. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for pe- someone like him who is definitely a cinephile, 
it could be that they do a um, simultaneous release, a theatrical release, and a release on um, or Apple. I think it's called Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Uh, because something like Bird Box, for example, was just on Netflix. Like mm-hmm. there was never a cinematic release. Yeah. So. And if if he again, said that, then he has to go down the path where it's a cinematic. Yeah, it's it's a dual thing where it goes out in cinemas and also goes out on the um. Very true. On the streaming I, I guess service. he has to be a man of his word. Exactly. Otherwise, it's, it sounds it, a bit ridiculous. It, it, exactly, it? because you can't be sitting there ranting and what if like you don't. Anyway, I just I'm a bit unsure. I to to be honest with you, this Apple TV Plus thing, I don't know what they could possibly bring. That could be super kind of like amazing. Big names. Um, Apple have got an insane amount of money. I think they yeah. are the most valuable company in the world, if not one of. Um, so they've got insanely um insane amounts of money. They've already signed up insane talent and insane names. I think that they will definitely bring content that will be uh Content that will hit the zeitgeist. I probably think they'll bring actual good content that people want to watch. I don't know. Uh, I I'm I'm certain of it just because they've got the money to do it and they have got the clout and they've got the ability to bring in names. So I've got no um, worries. I think what I'm I don't know if Apple will be able to do that. Say Netflix have done is create um, smaller shows. My worry, like we were speaking about BritBox two weeks ago. Um, you need a lot of content to feel that you can't have one or two shows, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Netflix are really, really good at pumping out content or buying content, claiming it's original. Mm. Um, I saw an advert for Bodyguards coming to Netflix and it said a Netflix original production. I said, Oh, that's been on there for time. I, I didn't I even know. know that. I was, but how I was is like, it a Netflix original? I, exactly. That's, My exact thoughts when I saw it as well. Yeah. I was like, but, how is this a Netflix original when it's mm, done been on BBC rinsed out won awards that's why it won exactly. awards anyway um, yeah my thing is it's will they have all of that s- smaller lesser content to mm. fill out um, a worthwhile viewership package for people to to get involved to, to spend the money on um, at the end of the day like I said people are cutting the cord people want to be able to sign up to individual bits and pieces and stuff like that. Um, what's funny to me is obviously each of these are up around the £10 a month uh, range. At some point, people are going to be like, if I get four packages... That's £40 a month, B. I might as well have Sky. <laughs> it's true. Do you know I, what I mean? That's where that's where it's going to get to. And like, this, is where, this is why I said I'm tired. Because when I even think about it, like Apple's already taking enough money from me as it is. You're already paying for the, the streaming service for the music. Mm-hmm. How am I going potentially, to potentially put another £15 mm. on, you know, kind of like a streaming TV service where, okay, some of the content they might have, they might have some content where they might buy from Hulu, might buy mm. from separate TV networks and whatever, whatever, because that's how a lot of these kind of like yeah, that's how streaming works. service yeah. works. But I just feel like at some point I'm just going to be like, baby girl, you don't have to spend that much money. You can just watch this. And it's going to be... Another sources on, on the internet. It's going to be interesting to see how well they do... Financially, like I said, I think they'll do well because they have the names and because Apple fans are loyal. That's another thing. Mm. They have got one of the most loyal fan bases of any brand. Um, like 
in the real world, I work in marketing. And yeah. when I started work, uh, like when I was like 18 years old in my first job, a guy told me about the brand evangelizers, like people who actively go out and talk about how great the brand that they love is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he used Apple as an example, and it's remained the same ever since. Mm. So, yeah, Apple TV, they're here. Another another player in the increasingly growing world of streaming services. Um, I'll be interested to see what they yeah, do next. In the world of theatre. Have you heard about this story? Uh, I have indeed. Oh, um, it is. <laughs> and it's an interesting one, but anyway, we'll go into it. So. Well, I, I, I think it's... A pretty cut and dry one. And I'll give. I'll tell the story and then give my views really quickly, really succinctly. So, um, it is about an actress called Shay Omuba, who was cast uh, in the lead role. Uh, Cecile, I think her name is right. Yes. Yeah. In the color purple. Cecile in the color purple. Um, and it was discovered that in 2014 she tweeted uh, some homophobic tweets, basically. Um, and these were put on Twitter. Uh, I'm just going to read some extracts of what she tweeted. Um, so this was on 18th of September 2014. Some, uh, I accept. Some Christians have completely, this is quote. Some Christians have completely misconceived the issue of homosexuality. They have begun to twist the word of God. It is clearly evident in Corinthians 1, 6, 9 to 11. What the Bible says on this matter, I do not believe that you can be born gay. I do not believe homosexuality is right. Though the law of this land has made it legal, doesn't make it right. I do believe that everyone sins and falls into temptation. But uh, but it is by, the, uh, by asking for forgiveness, repentance and the grace of God that we overcome and live how God ordained us to. Which is a man should leave his father and mother and be joined by his wife and shall become flesh. Um, Genesis 2, 24, God loves everyone. Just because he doesn't agree with your decisions doesn't mean he doesn't love you. Christians, we need to step up and love, but also tell the truth of God's word. I'm tired of lukewarm Christians. Be inspired, end quote. So that's what she said in 2014. This was uh, brought to light last week and uh, the... Producers of the show, uh, who are Lester Curve and Birmingham Hippodrome, released a statement saying the following, quote, On Friday the 15th of March, a social media post dated from 2014, which was written by the Colour Purple cast member Shay Omarbo, Omarbo, oh, Omuba, sorry, mm-hmm. was reposted on Twitter. The comments she, uh, made by Shay uh, in that post have caused significant and widely expressed concerns on both social media and the wider press, following careful reflection, it has been decided that Shea will no longer be involved in the production. This decision was supported by the authors and theatrical rights worldwide. The audition process, as ever, was conducted professionally and rigorously led by exceptional casting director and actors who are evaluated on what they present and audition in the room. We do not operate a social media screening process in casting for actors. No further comment will be made at this time. My views are are, are, are really simple. One, why take, like I'm so, the thing that confuses me the most is why take a role of a queer black woman, which is uh, what Cecile is, or, or like, I guess discovers about herself Spoiler alert For anyone who hasn't seen The Colour Purple mm-hmm. Why take that role If you hold these views So deeply um, 
And just in general, how do you work in a world like theatre, let alone musical theatre, if you hold such views? Because it's not just a stereotype. It is a world where, I guess, more people are openly gay, are openly queer than in other professions. I don't think that's a huge stereotype to make. Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate and ask a question. Uh, Do you want to ask it now? Yes. Go on. Um... The post was posted in 2014. 2014. Yeah. Um, now, th- not to say that I, I necessarily, I'm on, Shea, I'm not on, on Shay's side. I'm just kind of just playing devil, devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Um, so the post was on 2014. Mm-hmm. It is now. How, 2019. Do, 2019. Do we know how old she was when she posted that? No. Okay. Um. Can we... Potentially say that Okay she might have posted those views In those times um, In 2014 It's now 2019 Or several years later She has surrounded herself With an array of different people She has more of a I guess A different understanding To maybe Something that she posted in 2014 Do we then Steal Kind of make a decision on a post that she posted in 2014 For me, um, yeah, I've got no issues with that For the simple reason that So, obviously, this um, is not a new phenomenon Of historical posts coming and basically Biting someone in the ass and causing controversy In the majority of those cases, though The historical posts have been... Let's take like Kevin Hart, for example, and we're dealing with the same kind of like um, against queer people, against gay people Mm -hmm. um, kind of story, which is why I pick him. And the defense of, you know, it was a joke. It was a mistold joke. This is not a joke. This is uh, something that as far as we, okay, we can say that in 2014, she very much vehemently believed. Now, does she maybe it's an indication maybe she took this role because she no longer believes that or her views have changed or suffered whatever um i think you have to look at this from the perspective of those who uh would be affected by it um more than anything and i think i'm i'm not queer at all um but i cannot imagine how a queer black person would feel knowing that this is somebody playing a queer black person mm. in a prominent um prominent story a prominent production um i just think that that is wrong on so like so many levels it's i guess it's akin to a hard like a, it's akin to a racist playing um, Harriet Tubman or something like that. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it just it just does not add up. Um, she has said very very little. Um, Probably on well, I don't know. It might have been on the advice of her. It I might did, have been on the advice. Uh, but then I did hear I did hear that her um, her agency. She's no longer on their books. She's, she's she not, has she has been dropped from her agent. Yeah, she has been dropped from. I think um, it's global artists. That's it. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Global artists have dropped her. That was announced yesterday hmm. uh, at the time of recorded, which would be Monday. 
Um, so that's also not a statement from her though. And you'd imagine, obviously I'd, we don't know, but you'd imagine that the agent spoke to her and said, can we smooth this out? And she might have said no. Um, obviously one element is this is obviously coming from a kind of strong religious background. She is the daughter of a pastor that's now come out. Um, there are reports saying, because I don't know if it's 100% true, but there are reports saying that her her father does like gay conversion camps and stuff like that. Like I said, Ooh. these are reports that mm. have, have come out. Um, so, you know, allegedly, and I genuinely mean allegedly because I cannot substantiate that. But obviously from her, from her uh, quote there, these are really strong views. And how do you how do you work in that environment now that this is out there in the open? Mm. How do you go in for auditions um, every day? Again, in an industry where lots of people are openly gay, lots of people are openly queer. Like, it's just one of those things. It's one of those industries. I'm not trying to pretend that theatre is is this kind of free-loving rainbow. Like, it's this this paradise for queer people. But it is genu- genuinely accepted. I think you can agree with that as well, that, you mm-hmm. know, more than other industries, it's open. Um, so how do you work with people in that production? How do you work with people in that industry going forward? And then just the role and what that role represents, how do you then play that role? Um, honestly, how do you play that role sincerely? How do you talk about being in that role? How do you do promotion about that role? Because these are things that, that role represents these. How did it, it just? It's right. It was right to get rid of her. For me, it was right to get rid of her because of the statement. It was right to get rid of her because of what the role represents. And it was right to get rid of her because it's a smack in the face. Her even being given that role in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that stood out for me in in the statement from um, Curve and Hippodrome was. Um, that they didn't conduct a social media um, background check. And I, I'm laughing because I, I don't expect anyone to do that. Um, obviously, how people find this stuff, how this stuff comes out, you never know. Did people have this dirt on her before and were just waiting for the right moment to niche it? Did they just randomly see it somehow? Were they researching her? Because 2014, that's a long way back to go. Yeah. Um, and think- I'm not saying it's wrong that people found it. People found it, yeah, I mean, like that's for her to deal with. But... Yeah, I guess there is another discussion of in the world of casting, is it now a reality that people need to that um uh people in charge of the casting process actually do need to take this into account and actually yeah, actually dig deep into the views that are held by their um their cast members or who are essentially the representatives. Uh I think just we all know that we are a culture of finding things out. You know, social media is here and it's here to stay. Yeah, yeah. So I think just for the advice for everyone and anyone, you know, if you are in in an environment, in an industry where you know that certain receipts might be pulled up, just don't say anything, you know? Do you get what I'm saying? But at the same time, you can say that how... You know, you are right. Like, you know, you're going to be surrounded by people who are queer, who are gay. Um, how could you be openly... If you if somebody like that has those views and be openly around people, do you get what I'm saying? I think it's just accepting that, you know, people are different. We're not all the same. Um, and also being respectful 
of, you know, people's differences as well. Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think at the end of the day, I think it does, ha- it, 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 it might become a thing where there's going to be a clause in a contract about social media. Yeah, I think or so Or there's going to be a background check. Nowadays, like, for example, I, I don't know, I think I was doing an application for, um, uh, I, I think, um, what was I doing an application for? Um, to go to a festival. Um mm. And stuff And it was asking me What my Instagram name was What my yo, Twitter name was Yo, yo, yo All of yo, those things yo, yo. But to be honest with you I I don't really say anything problematic mm. On my social media I might tweet the odd thing or two um, Retweet stuff But I don't necessarily I don't sit on my Twitter Trying like literally Going for guns yeah, to somebody I don't have don't, the, no, don't. To be honest with you I don't have the time mm, I, I literally I'm literally Scrolling on Twitter for a hot second, I'm like, and I see something, I'm stuck, I'm tired, and I'm just dashing my phone because I'm just tired. Let me say a real, real quick story. So, I was in an interview, yeah, for a prominent like theater, and I was talking about like the stuff I like, the stuff I do on social media, like my Twitter, by uh, theater threads, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, what's your Twitter in the interview? And I knew that, like, very, very like high on my tweets was. I guess it depends on how you take it, but it was like a little comedy, like skit, basically. Um, and the end bomb was dropped in literally every other word. Mm-hmm. And as I walked out, I'm like, so I switch my phone off when I go into interviews, like yeah. straight up, phone switched off. So I come out of there, and I my heart is beating because I'm like, if they go through my Twitter right now, mm-hmm. I think I had like, yeah, I had. <laughs> I had some stuff that certain demographics would not take to quite yeah. well because uh, I was expressing my opinions yeah. on them. And I was just like, yeah, I think that is a day I truly, truly learned to be careful with my social media. Um, but yeah, I honestly, when I say I was sweating, I was switching my phone on. You know when you're smashing your phone trying to Hurry get Hurry up, get on! Hurt, yeah. yeah. And by the time I was there, I deleted the stuff. I'm like, oh, they've probably seen it already. <laughs> I didn't get a job. So boy, yeah, there you go. It is what it is. Um, But yeah, we haven't got a lot of time due to my fault. Um, So we're just going to go on to our sound waves before yes. we wrap up. I don't know if we should, do we have time to do this quick theatre one? Yeah, yeah. So quickly, um, it has been announced the fisherman by um, Chungozi Obioma will. Well done. Thank you. Will receive a West End transfer. So um, I think a couple of episodes, maybe the first um, few episodes of this season, I mentioned um, the fisherman was going to the Arcola Theatre. So it's received its um, West End transfer and it's going to Trafalgar Studios from the 3rd of September. Um, to the 12th of October and the press night will be on the 5th of September. So um, we all know that it was adapted for stage by Bolaron Obichet Saint... I tried. I might be wrong. And it tells the powerful story of four brothers torn between, torn apart by the prophecy, by a prophecy in a small Nigerian town. Um, so the West End transfer follows a stage award winning run at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and also a two sold, two sold out runs at the Arcola. Um, so it's going to be directed um, by Jack Mc, McNamara. I tried. 
Um, cast Jack, two, wait, McNamara. N- McNamara. I was trying to say in like a it's Mc is Mc is Scottish, isn't it? Not Irish. Uh, it, it's Scottish, but a lot of Irish people are like mixed as well. And yeah, see, there we go. I was trying to say it with an Irish accent. But don't don't do know. that, please. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Cool. Um, so, so yeah, it's playing at Trafalgar Studios 2, um, and it will be from the 3rd of September to the 12th of October. Previews will be the 3rd and the 4th of September, and a press night will be on the 5th of September. Tickets are um, between... 20 to 30 pounds and is available at www.atgtickets.com so if you want to go and see and you missed it the run at the arcola the which two I did. yeah which i also did as well um make sure you go and see it when it comes back in september at the west end i'm liking the fact that a lot of these shows are coming to the west end so that's a yeah that's one. it that's it black talent is getting that yeah that push that it deserves um yeah. obviously why doesn't it start there but hey ho, what are you gonna do yeah um also coming oh, i should have actually got the date of when it's coming to the national theater because it's going to be on the olivier stage oh, which is small the biggest island. one small island yeah yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. so can't remember the date. look out for that um but yeah that's something that's going straight onto the big stage not in the little man, like what's it? Is it Littleton and the little man, Littleton and Dorfman? Yeah, that's it, Dorfman. Dorfman so, is normally the theatre that a lot of kind of like new show, stuff, new yeah. stuff goes. To. I went backstage to the. Uh, oh the yeah, National. you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How was that? It was decent. Like, yeah, it's interesting. See, obviously, they make a lot of the stuff there. They make a lot of the um sets and stuff there it's actually the quite National. interesting because you asked me to come along but i've actually worked at the national theater so i know what oh the so you see it all like. boy there you go then innit? <laughs> i actually forgot because i was like i was thinking contemplating the coming and then i was just like i didn't i wasn't able to anyway but then thinking about it i was like but i know what the backstage looks like because i actually work there but anyway um moving on quickly just a quick one all um on my block um, on Netflix, I watched that I think a couple of days ago, and it's so so good. It's really funny. It's really kind of like young and fresh. What's it about? Um, it's about four kids who grew up in kind of like an LA kind of like um, kind of poor neighborhood, mm-hmm. but it just follows their friendship and follows how um, they're kind of just like who they are. And they're just very different, like very kind of like cool little kids. They're probably in like sixth, seventh grade. I think I want to say they're about 15, 16 okay. years old. Um, but it's That's really not kind fifth of, or seventh grade at all. I don't know. I can't tell what the grades are <laughs> in, in America. Um, but yeah, so, so the first season came out in 2018, but the new se- season two um, comes out on Friday. So, oh, so yes, okay. just in time. I watched it just in time. as soon as I, because I watched it in a whole day. I was like, oh, it's finished. And then it was like, season two coming on Friday. I was like, yes, I don't have to wait that long. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend guys go and see it. I think it's one of the most, um, most watched Netflix, um, what is it? Netflix original. And it's the cast is, completely diverse it's absolutely okay. diverse and that's yeah. called it's called on my block on my block on netflix yeah. uh, and small island just so that you know 17th of april that's when it starts it's run at the national theater songs of the week i'm not connected to the bluetooth i'm connected so you know you're lucky and i know what your song of the week is wicked so you want to talk about it you want to tell the um people? so i 
so I've been hearing about this young lady for a while. Same. Um, and I thought, I heard a tune. I was like, oh, who's that? And then I was like, I'm going to download it. So I downloaded like all of her songs that was on iTunes. Who downloads still? Yeah, you download on... Yeah, you, don't, you, you don't just stream? No. Wow. With what internet? Internet's not everywhere. Under Underground. Okay, wow. Okay. Um, so I download just to be... Make sure that my my music doesn't cut out. You okay, know? I see what you're saying. Okay, exactly. Okay, okay. Um, so this song is by Coffee, which is called Rapture. All right. Enjoy. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. That that tune's fire. That is actually, yeah. It's a fire tune. Proper, proper, proper stuff. All right. So by Song of the Week, I was thinking, what is my Song of the Week gonna be? Um, do you know what I picked something that just is has has um embodied my mood and where I have been mentally for the mm-hmm. last, oh, probably last month, which is trying to just barge through a barrier of stress. So it's, 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 it's by, it's my turn to struggle with pronunciation. <laughs> I think, I think away. <laughs> it's Boogie Vestal, Vestal Toft. I'm going for Boogie Vestal Toft. Oh, wow. Um, or Westeltoft. I don't know. I think it's Scandinavian. The song's called Try though. Should have actually played you like a middle bit of that song. Yeah, yeah, because it was. We only, got, we only got the instrumental, pure <laughs> instrumental. But you might recognize it because it's on some random uh, car advert. But yeah, it's been it's been a song that's been uh, sort of keeping me going. Try by Boogie Vestalroft. I'm going for. Uh, Jules, where can they find us? You can find us at on Twitter at artistic som, Instagram artistic som pod, um, Facebook artistic state mind. Yes, or email on uh, artistic. Yeah, go on. Artistic som at gmail.com. Yep. You um and you can find me on my own socials at Jules Montana. Yeah, I mean up sweets. Eighty eight. <laughs> and okay. you could and you can find me on at Chama underscore K. Uh guys, been wonderful. Been a quick fire show this week. Yep. Quick fire jewels as well, because you can't be late. Sorry, I was late, guys. <laughs> it's all right. Hope you enjoy the show. Anyway. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. And we'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Peace and Peace, love. Peace, guys.